All right, Brad, we're back here in the home studio again for this week's uh, uh, follow-up to spring break. Uh, we got our hosts today, uh, John Fisher and Brad Anderson, for This is Ranger Country. I believe that this is episode number seven now. Am I correct? Episode seven, John. We're back here in the studio, back uh, from spring break. And uh, how's your spring break, by the way, John? You know, my spring break was really good. Uh, we didn't we didn't do much. We didn't go very far. We went up. We have a little cottage up uh, by Big Star Lake, and we've got some friends up there that are in our you know our kind of COVID bubble. So we got up there and opened our cottages up and just spent some quality time sitting around campfires and uh, you know that sort of thing. Fantastic. Just kind of a pure Michigan ringing in the springtime. I heard it was. Uh, Heard it was great weather. It was gorgeous weather. Yeah, um, it was surprisingly warm up there. I, I told you earlier that I I packed jeans and hoodies, and then I got up there, and that we had a couple of days that were over seventy, and one that uh, touched the eighties. So it was that's, it was that's beautiful. So great to hear because I've we've all been here during a spring break when it's like snowing, sleeting, and uh, you're just lamenting the fact that you're here in Michigan. But uh, whatever you did, we hope you had a great spring break. I actually uh, I made the journey. I I pulled a uh, Clark Griswold. Uh, you know, 20 hour drive down to uh, the, the sunny beaches of Florida uh, with my family through the mountains, you know, the I-75, kind of like a rite of passage for dads, right, to take it down the middle of the country. And uh, John, I tell you what, the, the, the biggest decision I had to make for seven days was do I want the grouper tacos or the Baja shrimp tacos? And uh, man, it, what, a, what a great time with friends, with family uh, right there on the beaches. And I, I, I'm fully relaxed, ready for the home stretch. We got um, I came back today and I did the, the countdown. Uh, my AP test for my, my students is May 10th. I have 15 instructional days after this week. Oh, yeah. And There's then, not much left. And then the next week is graduation. And then, you know, after the seniors leave here at the high school, it, you know, obviously it's different at each individual school. You know, you have a full school year. But here at the high school, there's like a there's like an off ramp. There right? kind of is. And it's the, the AP testing kind of starts that off-ramp. And then once you get to graduation, it's like the real buzz of the end of the school year begins. Yep. I was, I was just looking at my calendar myself because I have primarily senior classes this year. Um, four of my classes essentially are all seniors. And so I was telling my daughter, Julia asked me about like, how much time do we have left in school? And I said, oh, I think you've got about eight or nine weeks maybe. And she's like, why do you keep talking about having only like five weeks left? And I said, well... My seniors are pretty much done at that point. Yeah, you know, right. They, their, their last day here is May 12th, and then they are out the door, and then they graduate the following week. And at that point, um, Daddy's going to have a lot more free time. That's, I'm going to have one class, and then I'm going to have a few yearbook kids that are juniors to work and, with. And you're winding down on the yearbook, right? You've, yeah, oh. you've got to get the spring sport uh, insert you were telling me about. That's that's due. Absolutely. So the spring the, the yearbook is completely done. We've got 250-some pages all perfect, beautiful, amazing, put together, sent off to be printed. They're going to be shipped here before the seniors graduate. That's fantastic. And then we always want to make sure we get the spring sports documented, too, so we have a special insert for all of our different, you know, illustrious spring sports. And that, we have a two-week window to get it all put together. We get back wow. from spring break, and we've got this week and next week, and that's it. we got to get that sent out, or else it doesn't come back in time for the seniors to get it. So it's a, it's a rush right to the end. But uh, we're feeling pretty good because we knocked out over 250 pages we uh we've sold over 500 yearbooks at this point we still have a few more we need to sell um i ordered about uh i think i ordered 700 this year wow, so wow yep. well hey count me down for one all right we'll do one. i've got a library of the yearbooks and i always like to have that as a keepsake from the year and uh you know we're both kind of historians in a way and True, uh, we want to make know. sure that there's copies 
of these someday. And, and, and that's how we do a lot of the research uh, about alumni, about teams. Uh, I'm on the Hall of Fame committee and on the, uh, obviously one of the people that's in charge of homecoming. And a lot of the times we use the yearbooks for a lot of our our history. So oh, yeah. during homecoming very week, important. I, I, I was pouring through old yearbooks and getting pictures of previous kings and queens and that sort of stuff. So uh, it is an important piece of, of the school and, you know, the whole history is stored right within that book. So if you didn't order one yet, go to yearbookforever.com, get on there and order them. The price is only going up from here. So, so make sure you go order those. Um, yeah. Hey, springtime is here. And, and this is always a great time of the year because obviously if you're, if you're a student, if you're a teacher, if you're a staff uh, member, there is a certain ebb and flow to the school year. And when you come back from spring break, there's a lot of excitement in the building. People are, um, you know, there's spring sports going on. We're looking forward to graduation. If you're at the elementary school level, kids are playing Thornapple Valley Baseball League uh, baseball. They're playing lacrosse and soccer. The YMC soccer, you know, the, the yep. little kids soccer begins. It's it's just a really great time, and you start to see people coming out. And I remember last year um, when when the, when the COVID, you know, it all hit. It shut and us all down. The first nice day of the year. The, the paths of Cascade were packed. And, and, and I took my kids out and we we're like, we're going. And we're just desperate to get outside. Desperate to get outside. Desperate to just kind of, and it was really fun to see so many people. And I'm sure it's going to be just a really nice day after spring break. It'll just be packed pathways and you'll see people kind of buzzing around. It's, it's a great feel here in Ranger country. It is. Um, it's like a rebirth. You know, the, the cold weather's gone, the warm weather's here, and we're all ready to get out there and be a community again, it, it is hopefully as safely as possible. You know, what with COVID numbers still going up, uh, we don't want to get pushed too far yeah, back. So ex Exactly. And uh, hoping for the best in that situation. Absolutely Hoping true. for the best in that for situation. Sure. So uh, anyhow, Central High School, we kind of gave you the rundown of what's going on at Central High School. We're coming back. Uh, students have about three weeks until the AP exams. That's a big part of the, of, of the students' lives. Uh, this week we had the week of testing, as it's known as. And we're going to talk a little bit about that Whew. in our uh, our staff spotlight today. We will. And the, um, the SAT testing, it's... This year, it was it was a little arduous. Uh, I'm sure I was going to use that exact same word, Brad. Yeah, onerous, yeah. arduous. It was rough. Yeah, you're just. I mean, you're you're proctoring these tests. There's no way around it. The students are under the wire, and you know they're they're a little frazzled by the end of the week. Um, but it's 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 all a part of the, the the educational process. There's no way around it. We do it. We do it the best we can. True. And uh, after this, like we said, it's it's 15 instructional days till the AP exams, and uh, graduation is in the near future. And I believe we have uh, Laura Stiles. She was in here a couple of weeks back and said, "Hey, there's a date." We're, 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 she said graduation is happening. She said May 17th, and she said Fifth Third Ballpark, if I'm not mistaken. Not mistaken, but don't quote us on that. No, uh, quote Styles. Yeah, quote Styles. It can always change. But uh, uh, Central Central Middle, Central Woodlands. Um, I'm sure things uh, things are getting back, uh, you know, in gear at those. So we'd love to hear from Central uh, Woodlands or Central Middle. Reach out, and uh, we'll be uh, hitting up those staffs to kind of get a rundown of what's going to be happening this springtime there. Um, Ada Elementary School, uh, Friday, May 7th, virtual wine tasting. You know, I came back from spring break, and we were just right before I said, John, did you make it to the wine tasting? And I did not. I was like, oh, Brad, I think I missed it. I did not make it to that school that. that my child doesn't even attend, their their <laughs> online function. I did not make it to that. Well, but there's still time. Uh, good news. You can still make it because that's May 7th. And then they have, it looks like they have a whole week of activities with the Ada PTO auction that last, uh, it's an online auction that has, uh, last the 3rd through the 7th. So make sure you check that out. You also have your wax poetic candle orders due April 15th if that is something that you're uh, looking into. And um, 
Yeah, it just sounds like Ada PTO is doing a fine job of uh, reaching out to uh, their community members. Uh, Pine Ridge, Pine Ridge PTO needs volunteers. Uh, they've kind of put out an all points bulletin. You know, a as it happens in these schools, a lot of times those parents will get involved when their kids are in kindergarten or first grade and kind of follow, you know, there'll be like a core of parents that kind of follow their kids up through. And then when their kids go on to fifth grade or sixth grade or, you know, fifth grade, um, they, they follow their child, rightly so. But then a lot of, with that, a lot of institutional knowledge leaves when those parents leave. So I think they're True. looking for volunteers now to kind of get involved and, and, and find out the, uh, the ins and outs of what it takes to, to run the PTO because it's such an important function um, inside our schools. And, and, and I believe there's a direct correlation to the warmth, the connectivity, and the overall community feel and the, the, the functionality of the PTO True. In, in all of our schools and in all of our in, in, in all of our communities. Yeah, you really can't overstate that. I mean, in, you know, in some parts of the country, the PTOs have, you know, a reputation as, as being what busy, busy bodies or what have you. But that is just not the case in our district. Our PTO parents, uh, they work hard to make our schools a better place. They work yeah. really well with the school. Um, I know that we appreciate all that they do. They do a lot of fundraising. They get they get money in the classroom to help kids out, just like the Forest Hills Foundation yeah. does. And, I mean, one of the most important things that happens every year, uh, the PTO, when they, when they provide us meals before yeah. our, uh, our conferences, the conferences, that's PTO. why we really appreciate the PTO. They are yeah. superheroes during that week, yeah. for sure. And it's people, it's, it's what's great about America. People are lending their time. Um, their, their free time. And instead of doing, you know, some other activity, they're giving their time to their community. Um, they're spending it on you know, meetings and committees and organizing and our, our PTO, uh, at every school, they, they really go above and beyond. So we're actually going to be talking about one PTO member uh, later on when we get to the uh, Faces in the Crowd segment. So cool. we'll, we'll follow up there. Um, uh, Thornapple Elementary School, same, same type of thing. I'm sure they're getting back into the, the rigmarole, and we look forward to hearing from, for them and uh, what's happening at Thornapple Elementary School in the springtime as, uh, you know, everybody gets back into the, uh, the grind. Um, as far as the uh, FHPS, they have the 2021 State of the District uh, Luncheon, Thursday, May 6th, 2021 at noon. It's a live virtual event. You can check that out. They give away, they have these, uh, you know, honorary awards. They give, uh, Superintendent Beam gives a State of the District address. And they have some other uh, fundraising opportunities. And it's just, um, I've had some friends go to it and they're always really impressed with um, the overall feel, and I know it's virtual this year, but uh, hopefully in uh, next year we can get back to that uh, um, in person. It, it's everything. A, it's a really good. It's a really important uh, part of the school system in general because I think it gives everybody a chance to get together. All the all the you know the head shed, the administrators, they all get a chance to get together and reset and make sure everybody's on the the same page in so many different ways. It's not just a, a celebration of a year that's gone well, but it's also preparation for an upcoming year. So yeah. the ball's always rolling forward. I, I love rites of passage, you know, I'm, <laughs> Same, just, Brad. I'm just a huge rites of passage guy. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad they're having this. Um, I had talked previously, normally this time of the year, obviously graduation is a big one, but they have the, uh, uh, I've been involved with the uh, FHC athletic hall of fame mm -hmm. and you in, basically started the, athletic well, I mean, hall of fame, I was didn't you? part of, you know, part of the, the founding group, um, been a part of the idea for a long time. And, uh, and then was a part of kind of getting it going and, and now on the committee uh, that names, uh, helps name 
the new honorees. Uh, but the, uh, the um, all right, that brings us to our hometown hero segment. And today we're talking uh, about one very special young man. And then uh, John has a, a group that he's actually going to be recognizing that's been putting in a lot of work, and he'll talk about them. Uh, this week's hometown hero is Mason Childers. Mason, uh, uh, Dad Bill, his sister Caitlin, brother Lance, um, he, his teacher shout out is to Mrs. O'Brien. He loves the class and the knowledge that he learns from, from Mrs. O'Brien. Um, Mason is a senior, 125-pounder uh, on the varsity wrestling team. And uh, Mason is just one of those young men who, in the classroom, he's just a, he's just a nice young man. He's, just, he's really, really polite. Excellent manners, very respectful. Um, you know, some some wrestlers. I always I get on them a little bit. Some wrestlers will call me Brad. You know, because well, there's four Andersons in the building, so right. I think that's just kind of taken a development. And I'll go, you mean Coach? And uh, you know, yeah, okay, sorry, Coach. And, and and some call me Mr. Anderson from the classroom. Mason, it's always yes, Coach Anderson. No, Coach Anderson. Yes, and that a lot a lot of that has to do with his upbringing his, and, and mom Aaron, you know, just a, a super lady and, and two just great people. Um, Mason, you know, takes care of business in the classroom, and um, he, he's just one of those guys that does things right. And so, anyways, a little story about Mason and, and why he's being recognized this week. He, he's on the wrestling team. Uh, started off in I believe middle school or maybe just before middle school, but he's been one of these guys that's just great teammate. You know, great teammate dependable. You never have to worry about Mason. You know, is he going to give his best effort? Is he going to practice hard? He just, he, he works hard in the practice room. He's kind of this leader by action. And in his senior year, what do you know? Um, his goal was to qualify for the state tournament, qualify for the state tournament, which is a big deal. That means you're the top 16 in the state. Great senior goal. So Mason wins a district championship, qualifies for regionals. The top four at regionals make it to the state tournament. So Mason uh, wins his match, you know, to uh, qualify himself. He takes fourth place at the regionals, which earns him a spot at the state tournament. We're all ecstatic. Coaching staff, everybody's really excited for him. He goes to the state tournament, and, and, and the philosophy is there, hey, you're here, just have fun, do what you can. As fate had it, has it, he drew the number two ranked wrestler in the state of Michigan in the first round from Heartland. Ouch. The number two ranked wrestler. That was his first round opponent. So we're at the Wings Event Center in Kalamazoo. Mason goes out, takes the guy down. Really? Takes him down, almost puts him to his back. I think may have even put him to his back. Anyhow, they get kind of in a, in a scuffle you know, on the mat, and they, 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 they end up, the score ends up six to four. The guy from Heartland's leading going into the third period. And Mason lets the guy go up to his feet as the nomenclature is in wrestling. And I, me and my dad, who was in the corner with him, say, hey, you've got you to throw him and pin him now. You've got to throw him to his back. Mason, I've said that a thousand times to kids, John. You've got to throw him and pin him. Mason walked up to him, locked arm over, arm under, and threw this guy right to his back and pinned the number two ranked guy in the state of Michigan right there in front of everybody. Jeez, Brad, why didn't you tell him to do that sooner? It, it was, yeah, it was like, it was, we were going nuts, his parents were going nuts, and, and, and that was Mason's, as he said, that's his favorite moment at FHC. How could it not be? What and a great, like, to, to, uh, exclamation point I on mean, a it was like right out of a movie. I mean, he, so, he, so he pins this, this the second-ranked guy in the state. Um, Mason comes out of nowhere like a dark horse um, and, and then earns his spot. He wins two more matches. Uh, he, he earns his spot on, in, onto the podium. He's all-state. 
took eighth place his senior year, and he is uh, our hometown hero this week. Beautiful. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So congrats, Mason, on a, on a fantastic senior season. He got to place um, He got to place with one of his best friends, Caden Jacobs, who also took fifth. Caden's a former uh, – well, he's one of our hometown heroes as well. He took fifth. So it was really cool to see their careers end together on a high note, and I uh, had a lot of fun with those guys. So, John, who's the hometown heroes this week for you? Well, due to spring break and the fact that, you know, Brad and I were kind of dipping into our own wells on this one. He's, he's going with a wrestler and talking about a wrestling story. Um, I am also going to dip into what I, I know best right now, and that is my yearbook staff. I don't want to go over uh, too crazy. We already talked a little bit about the yearbook, but I really want to highlight the staff this year because I've got uh, two excellent editors-in-chief. Uh, Lily Campbell and Autumn Burns have been leading the class this year, and they, along with a group of editors like Olivia Cormacy and uh, let's see, I've got, whew, I've got a whole group of great editors. Uh, Abby McAlinden, uh, Chloe, um, let's see, who else? I've got several. I'm sorry if I didn't mention you. I'll get you another time. But these ladies, these people in general, they've been working their tails off this year because I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this has not been a very normal year in education. So we have, uh, we've had to overcome some adversity and uh, the sports have been put on hold and then pictures haven't been taken. And these people have been... They've been doing everything they can to make this book come together. And darn it, they did it. They got the book done before spring break. It was a mammoth undertaking. There were some times where uh, Lily Campbell, my, my, my lead editor, she had to get a whole spread done in a single night. And she did. That's, she was, she was always able to just like sit down and take care of it. She got the whole senior section taken care of. Amazing. And they have gone above and beyond. These are people that you see in the hallway. These are people that are taking AP classes. They're participating in sports. They've got so many other things going on. I'm always a little worried that yearbook will get put on the back burner, but it never does. It's always like priority number one for these people. I, I text the group. I text my group of editors and I get responses back right away. They are on the ball. They have gone above and beyond to make sure that this year's book is just as good, if not better, than other years because we have not taken this for granted. And, uh, yeah, this yearbook staff, out of sight. Yes. That's that's, that's awesome, John. And I, I see um, Abby McElinden and Autumn Shook. They're always kind of palling around. One's got a camera. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're making the rounds around the building, making sure there's pictures of what's going on in the building. So, yeah, hats off to those yearbook staff. I can't wait for that keepsake, and it's something that you'll keep for a long, long time. So yep. congrats. To it's going to be – we really focused on positive things, just things that have happened this year. So uh, be looking for a bright – colorful, exuberant book that uh, looked at all the good things and mentioned some of the bad things, but we really focused on the positive as well. So that's all I've got to say. My yearbook staff, Hometown Heroes this week. Hometown Heroes for sure. All right, that takes us to our staff uh, spotlight. John, you want to tell us about our, 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 our tandem this week? Yeah, we decided that we're going to, as our theme would have it, we're going with a group. So this week we've got testing at the high school, as Brad mentioned, SAT, PSAT, MSTEP, ACT work keys, all of this stuff going on. And as I think the other schools are going to be starting that pretty, pretty soon as well. But uh, this has been a crazy week for everybody here at the high school, whether it's students taking the test or teachers trying to figure out how to proctor them appropriately, how to get everything set up. Uh, the juniors are taking so many tests. They've already taken eight hours of tests over two days, and they still have the M-step to take. Yeah. Uh, freshmen and sophomores have their PSATs coming up. And there's been one person who is the, the linchpin, the, the crux that's holding us all together, keeping the insanity in motion, uniform, and moving forward. And that one person is Mrs. Whitley Morris, our assistant principal. Uh, you know, she's only been here a few years. We, I remember uh, when 
our previous assistant principal left. She came in. I was part of the hiring process. I loved her immediately. I knew she was going to be an amazing addition to our school. This lady is, um, she's just talented and, and she's dedicated too. I mean, she came in to get testing material set up and everything uh, in order during her maternity leave for her first child. She came in on her own time to do this because it needed to get done. So she's just an amazing person. She's a great face in the hallway. She's always there to talk. Um, and, and she's basically holding holding us together at this point. Yes, Whitley is a fantastic administrator. Um, she, you know, it, the administrators, and it's, it's oftentimes, a lot of times if you're seeing students, it's, it might be for disciplinary reasons or because there's an issue in a classroom or what have you. And a lot of these administrators, they are, they're, they're, they're teachers themselves. They started off as teachers. They got in the business to make their school buildings a better place. And Whitley makes this a, a better, brighter place when she's here. Um, I, I've really enjoyed getting to know her. I, I, I know that the staff very much uh, respects her um, positivity and how she, her, her helpfulness and her support of the teachers in this building. And then our second um, staff spotlight is longtime assistant principal John DeStefano. Uh, John DeStefano was the longtime band director here at Forest Hill Central. A lot of you, maybe if you were here in the earlier 2000s, you know Mr. D as the uh, longtime band director. I mean, at one point, was the band had like, what, like 250, 300 kids? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it was huge. We were like an army showing up uh, at halftime. It was uh, it, it was incredible, and, and, and John was just this, uh, you know, he had this great blend of disciplinarianism uh, on the field, but also uh, exuberance. And kids, I, when I first started teaching here, kids would follow him into battle, you know, and 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 they basically whatever are. I mean, whatever the, he's, yeah, the whatever, band is kind of like an army, like yeah, you said, they're like, they're, they're marching, regimented, they're, they're, they're regi following yeah, exactly. Orders. And uh, I've just I was I've I've been to every home game since I started teaching here. Um, wow. and I've watched a lot of halftime shows and, you know, I, I remember back watching those, uh, originally with John kind of at the helm and, and, and always being so impressed with his kids and, and how many kids he got involved. Um, but then he made the transition into administration several years ago and he's been leading us, um, as the assistant principal ever since. And what I respect, and I think what other st staff members respect about John is his love for Ranger country. He's, he's a man from Western Pennsylvania. True. You know, he's he a guy that the penguins he loves and the Penguins Steelers. and the Steelers. And he's this, you know, he's steel town guy, but he brings that Western Pennsylvania grit and ethic and honesty here to Forest Hill Central. And that's what I think a lot of people respect about him. He, there's no, there's no malarkey. When it comes to John, no, there's he no did, games. He he lets you know right where no he stands. No games. He lets you know, and you might not always like it. I mean, he is the assistant principal that will often handle discipline issues. So you might be standing on the wrong side of the desk, and he may tell you exactly what you don't yes. want to hear. But he will always be straightforward. He, he's very straightforward. And uh, what what's great about John is is he he is uh, about spirit and about pride and, and tradition and culture and building that culture. I think that's what he did really well as a band director, and then he's brought it here. Uh, John was one of the was the mind behind the. Uh, Ranger Rumble idea. Oh, really? In 2019. Cool. Um, and, and he really helped coordinate that with the other buildings. It was a gargantuan effort. I was lucky enough to be involved with that with him, but he was the guy who came up with the idea to bring 3,500 students and staff together on an October morning 
um, and, and bus everybody in and the logistics and get them into, ra- into the Ranger Stadium. And uh, the beginning of the show, when we play the This Is Ranger Country, that's from, that's the, from Ranger the Ranger Rumble. Rumble. And, 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 and we'll know we're back when we get that Ranger Rumble back. And that was I John, cannot wait to see that again. Uh, I can't wait to see it again. But that was John's idea. And he just he loves the idea of connecting the buildings and this cross uh, school kind of curricular uh, blending where, you know, we, we all feel like we're a part of one community. He's b- really big behind that. And um, he, John's favorite thing is the pride of belonging to something bigger than yourself and knowing that no matter who you are and what you believe, what your passion is, someone else will share the same thing uh, and that you are not alone. Um, he also really loves the fact that Ranger Country provides opportunities for all students, no matter what age, to be a leader or be examples for someone else. And I believe that, that he's really trying to help build leaders here in our community. I'm fortunate uh, to have his son, uh, Dominic in class right now, fantastic young man. Um, and, and you can always tell that the fruit never falls far from the tree. And so John, we really appreciate you. Whitley, we appreciate you. This year has not been easy if you're an administrator. They are the ones that have to make the calls to the classroom. Uh, and, and nobody's and, happy about those and calls. Home, and home. Yep. And they've got to be the deliverers of, of, of bad news. And they've got to also be at the forefront and the spear tip of how schools are going to respond to immediate changes in, in the schedule. And so, um, you know, you guys have done so with a plum. So Whitley, John, uh, and all assistant principals out there, we really appreciate you. Absolutely. I mean, your job is to keep us safe and to keep us being able to do our job at the highest level. And you have, you have done that effectively all year long. Uh, it's been a struggle for us in the classrooms. It's been a struggle for the kids, but it's also been a struggle for you. And you're the ones who are like between us and the community. You're the mouthpiece that, that has to reach out and talk to parents. And that's not an easy job for sure, because nobody likes getting uh, bad news. And uh, I'm, I'm always really happy. I'm not the one that has to deliver <laughs> that bad news. But yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, but they, they, they do a fantastic job and bring a lot of pride and respect to uh ranger country so thank you thank you willie and john all right faces in the crowd today we're talking about uh my good buddy dave goodell dave uh dave is the uh, pine ridge pto webmaster really interesting guy um he is an an it technician uh works from the home and but he does all of the newsletters and a lot of the web work for um the pine ridge pto and um over over spring break i really got to know um Dave and his uh, wife Amber well and his uh, son Christopher and daughter Alice who is a fourth grader at Pine Ridge Elementary School and just fantastic people and Dave uh, he shares a common vision with us and that's why I wanted to talk about uh, Dave Goodell at, at Pine Ridge he it was great we had a lot of discussions about you know the culture and community and and bringing people together and it was a couple of years ago and you'll like this one you may have even been there john um where i believe it was two years ago him and uh, i think it was tiffany blake fox and maybe Britt metzger and some of those members of the pto at pine ridge decided to have a taco night at the thorn out or at uh at, at gravel bottom oh and really they, they rented out gravel on in and they set up a taco bar and they had a parent night just a parent night. They said, leave your kids at home. We want the parents to come up. And it was just so cool to, to kind of mingle and talk and meet, frankly, meet people. And there's a lot of like kindergartner parents there. 
and there were you know, first grader parents and then new parents. If you moved into Pine Ridge, we always assume, hey, we know everybody, right? Right. But there are parents that move in here from Chicago, Minneapolis, you know, whatever. Yeah, our, our, this is the fastest growing part of Grand Rapids, exactly. our community right now. And, and I was always so impressed by that. And I thought, man, that's what it's all about. And Dave is kind of the man behind that. And he was actually the guy that um, helped set up the, uh, when we did the homecoming tailgate two years ago now, he set up the corner uh, the corner tailgate for Pine Ridge, and he got um, uh, Yesterdog or Dog Ears, I can't remember which one, to give him their hot dog steamer. Nice. He steamed and gave away like 200 free hot dogs, even to the Lowell fans, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't know. I'm, I, I might have stopped there. I'm just kidding. I mean, he was. they gave away 200 hot dogs to people walking up and really just made it that, that, that very much a, a a community tailgate feel. I think he's he's very much in the same vein of what we're trying to do with the This Is Ranger Country podcast, and a lot of the teachers and staff members are trying to do around here. So, Dave, uh, we appreciate you and your efforts uh, with the PTO as webmaster and, and bringing a hometown feel to uh, to Forest Hills. Yeah, Central thank you Ranger for reaching Country. out there and, and making those connections in our community. We need more people like Dave Goodell out there trying to bring us together in a time where we have been so pushed uh, and divided apart. We need to get back together. And he's doing the work. So we really appreciate that, Dave. Yep. Uh, and so now on to, uh, on to athletics. Uh, boys basketball, uh, outstanding season. Uh, they finished in, in the district championship against Forest Hills Northern and another barn burner. Forest Hills Northern made a run all the way to the final four. Um, and and, and Forest Hills Central, we pushed them to the limit. Coach Carhart, uh, you know, Jonas Spates, uh, the rest of the crew, they, you know, Jacob Bonnet pushed them right to the edge. And, uh, you know, what I find incredible about what Coach Carhart does is he maximizes potential. He, and overachieves, quite frankly. I mean, he took a team that, he, you know, we, were all, we all weren't quite sure how, how the season would go uh, just with everything going on. And then, um, you know, had graduated a lot of talent, but he was able to, you know, bring it together and have a fantastic season in the OK White, and then make it to the district championships and push Forstills Northern to the edge. So congrats to the boys' basketball team. And then uh, we already talked about wrestling as a wrap-up, but again, Caden Jacobs uh, went into the state tournament uh, 28-0, finished fifth place um, at the end of the uh, end of his senior year, 129 wins. He's in the 100 wins club, which is a big deal. And then Mason Childers, obviously, with his eighth place finish. Um, and then on to spring sports. So uh, lacrosse got a... A, uh, a win against Carmel, Indiana. One of the, it's a nationally ranked team. Uh, they went down to Indiana. That's the cool thing about our lacrosse team is they they're going to look for good competition. They don't want to, you know, have a cream puff schedule. They oh. uh, girls lacrosse twenty one to one victory over West Ottawa. Dang. They have a game today. Uh, their new coach um, Zoe um, is uh, is leading these this team to a, to a, to a dominant uh, beginning of a, a great tradition. Um, baseball 10-2 opener over East Kentwood right before spring break, but I believe we already covered that. Uh, water polo, impressive. 13-11 win over Grand Ledge, and uh, I think that's that's a great start for our water polo team. And then golf. Um, golf, uh, Joe Murdoch. Uh, junior Joe Murdoch scored a 75. Wow. Which, uh, I think that's what I get in one round of golf. Like, I was going like, to say, Brad, have you ever shot a 75? Only on 18 holes. I've shot so. a 75 on nine or On nine holes, holes, not on 18. Never on 18. Uh, he, uh, Joe took uh, fifth place in the Invitational, and uh, he looks like he's going to be leading the team. And I, I know uh, uh, Coach Tenike, uh, you know, definitely 
appreciates Joe's efforts and has spoken very highly of him. Um, rugby opener is against the uh, Catholic Rugby Football Club. Um, that's going to be on April 28th. That's a combined team, Catholic Central and West Catholic, the rugby opener. Uh, looking forward to that. Got that on the schedule today and, and, and you know, hoping we can have that game here uh, on April 28th. Um, so that's sports, folks. Uh, check out FHC Sports report.com i know that uh those guys will probably be getting back into the studio i would assume so they podcast. you know a, a lot of sports and our, and our sports reporters all went on spring break so it's uh, we're getting back to the grind for these last few weeks uh, we're gonna lose our seniors pretty soon so they got to get the the rest of their seasons in there. yeah the, the the spring sports season we use the term all the time it's a sprint but it really is I it mean, is it's there's a, a couple of games and a couple of practices before spring break but they come back it's a sprint downhill. April is just like game, practice, game, you know, one after the other. And most championships wrap up before the school year's out. Yeah. So I know a little bit about that. I mean, I, I coach youth soccer, which, you know, it's, a, it's not quite as difficult as these varsity sports, but I have uh, 11 games in our season before the end of June, and w we have seven of them in the first three weeks. Wow. So you're going to be busy yeah. all spring sports. There's going to be a lot of running. Are gonna be a lot of running around and a lot of travel. Um, which brings us to our Ranger recommendations. John, tell us about our Ranger recommendation today. So speaking of our Ranger recommendation, let's, let me make sure I get the name right on this, Brad. We just went to this establishment today, right? Schnitz Deli of Ada. And uh, we just decided, you know, today was a, a day that we did testing. And so we had some time off for a little bit of longer lunch. Ran over there to that deli. That's one of our favorite uh, places to go uh, on these half days. Um Often there's several of us today. It was just Brad and I, and we first of all we had to go over there because uh, Carol Spries, our athletic secretary, told us that one of the best sandwiches in town, which unfortunately didn't make it to the top of the bracket. Uh, when we get to that point, we'll talk about that more. But she told us that we needed to try um, one of the subs there. Which one was it that we had today? It was the corned beef. The corned beef corn classic. Beef special or classic. Yeah. Yes, something, something like that. Yep. It was delicious. It really, it was really good. She, she was right. She hit the mark. Yeah. Uh, Carol would never let us down, and and she didn't in this case either. Um, it was a delicious sandwich. We got fries with it. Uh, what I love about the uh, Schnitz um, Deli is that they have kind of the vintage colas. They have the old Fago bottles. They have the cream sodas, the, the, the Fago Rock and Rye. Mm -hmm. And they have kind of beef as far as a little bit of like a vintage feel to it. And it's, and it's very much a deli. You can get your, um, you can get a Reuben. You can get a Philly cheesesteak, a chicken salad. Or, or, or what we had today, which was the uh, the corned beef. And it's just a great selection. You can get uh, build-your-own hamburgers there as well. Um, really great spot, and it's in a very historic uh, location. For those of you that are new to the area or maybe don't know, um, the Schnitz, or the Ada Grill as it is at night, it makes like a switch. It's kind of one of those that makes a switch to the Ada Grill, which serves, you know, plated meals. and it's, Yep, it's, nice dinner entrees and some drinks for the adults entrees. and whatnot. What a great Um, but it, it's in a very historic spot. Um, for for many many years, the, uh, the the building was home to the Masonic Temple. Yeah, the, I didn't know that until you mentioned it at lunch today. And then, and then of course you took me down and we read the the placards about the entire history of Ada. I I learned a lot today, folks. Have yeah. lunch with a history teacher sometime, <laughs> and you will you will learn a lot. You'll you'll learn a lot of useless knowledge. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but in 1910, it was the structure that was. Um, built and, and, and made as the Masonic Temple uh, here. A few years later, it became the Citizens Bank. Um, after the Village Fire in 1920, 
uh, which is which is interesting and devastating. Uh, you would have visit. It was the Ada Town Hall, and then uh, voting was held there. So if you voted in Ada, you would have voted in that building. And then eventually, the building would house the Ada Post Office, the Ada Library, and here's something: Amway's first warehouse. Oh, Amway is that is that a big important company? Yeah, so should I have heard of them or something? Or <laughs> somewhat important <laughs> to the Ada community. I feel like I've heard um, that name like somewhere heard that before. Yeah, of course we have. Hey, sponsorship. <clears throat> yeah. That, that's right, but uh, but it's it's a building that has a lot of um, historical texture to it, and it's really neat to sit in there with the wooden floors and and the food, the deli food, and you know, we saw students walk in. There's people coming over from Amway in there, and it's just got a really nice community feel and and great food. So the ambiance in there is amazing. Yeah, too. it's a you great ambiance. So we you walk in there, it's like the, it's I don't know, it's perfect. It's hometown. Yeah. It's beautiful. Next time you got 30 minutes and and you want a good sandwich and you want a good just sit down meal. Or, or to go, yeah. uh, check out Schnitz Deli um, right there in Ada. And that's our Ranger recommendation, which leads us to our final uh, topic of today. The Sandwich Magic. Is the Sandwich March Madness, which now ends in April, as does the real March Madness. True. So uh, we have you know crossed the semifinals into the finals, and we have an exciting matchup for you. John, can you tell us about um, our matchup? Okay, so before we, we had four sandwiches, um, I can't remember which were the two that got eliminated. I know one of them was the, the burger. It was the Culver's butter burger, which is fantastic and had many many votes. It, it, but it made it to the final four. That's, made it to the final four, which that's is fine. a big deal and and worthy of note. What was the other? Oh, it was the it was the JT's, JT's uh, uh, sausage. sausage. Yep, also an excellent sandwich. But the top two competitors, it comes down to Thorn Apple Brewing Company's smoked brisket sandwich, uh, which you have to make sure that you get the au jus to dip it in, or else it's Makes just the not difference. the same. Versus the pit stop Cuban sandwich. Both of these are great sandwiches. I've had them both. I enjoyed them both thoroughly. Uh, what we need to do now at this point, there's only two sandwiches on the board. We need you people, anybody who's hearing this, you got to go out, you got to go to the pit stop, and you got to get the Cuban sandwich. You got to go to Thorn Apple Brewing and get the uh, the smoked brisket sandwich. While you're there, you may as well get a couple of drinks because they make uh, excellent beverages as well. And we need to hear from the community. We need to hear from students. We need to hear from parents. We need to hear from everyone we can't make this decision ourselves, no, this people. Is, this, this is too is heavy. Way, yeah, heavy lies the crown. Like, we cannot make this decision. We need the people to make this decision. And so we're encouraging you to, this week, not only is it great to patronize local establishments, but now you have a reason to uh, so that you can help us decide. So go to the Thorn Apple Brewing Company, try the brisket sandwich, try the pit stop Cuban sandwich. Tell them that the This Is Ranger Country podcast sent you. That would be amazing. Um, and, and hopefully... You know, they, they know that uh, they're pitted in, in this, like, all-important struggle. We will reveal the victor next week during our, our, our podcast at the end. And uh, we may even have something for the the, the victors, like the, the establishment. I think we need to come up with, like, a traveling we give them, like, a This trophy. is a Ranger Country uh, placard or something like that. Yeah, I think there needs to voted be. Voted best sandwich in voted, Ranger Country. Voted uh, best sandwich in Ranger Country. This is a big deal, Joe. It, it is. This is a big deal. I mean, we've had hundreds of kids participate in this. Now, what I really like, though, the kids, we're easy, we're, it's easy to get a hold of them, but we're not getting a ton of listener feedback. So if you guys could please just shoot us an email, Anderson at fhps.net or J.O. Fisher at fhps.net and just tell us what do you think is it the brisket sandwich or is it the cuban sandwich and and to that point i think we need to come up with a little bit more of a uh, social media presence you know guilty right guilty as charged any unpaid interns out there volunteering because that'd be great yeah that'd be fantastic so 
go out, try those, uh, try those sandwiches, and let's crown a champion next week and get on to our next. Um, we, we will reveal our next contest, uh, our next ranking uh, in, in following episodes. So, anyways, John, this has been great. It's so good to see you, man. Uh, great to have, go have lunch with you at Schnitz today and, and catch up. And uh, we hope all the Ranger country is doing well. Let's start the spring and uh, let's finish strong here. Yeah, let's we're, we're almost there. And uh, I got three things for you. Uh, use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, probably wrong, and nothing good happens after midnight. And I want you guys to go out there and be the change that you want to see in the world. I want you to go into our Ranger community and I want you to to assume positive intentions. People, be safe, be smart, enjoy the beautiful weather. Take care.